out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everyone. Oh, my gosh, I missed you all so much. I know I have had the longest time away from my podcast, but so much has been going on. Oh, my goodness. It's our new job. My son started TK, which is like, you know, pre-K. They call it TK over here in California. Uh, Started a new job like a week after he started school. And then I had an injury. And it's put it literally put me out for like a month just on bed rest and uh but I'm feeling finally better and uh I have this opportunity to record tonight. My husband and my son went to the fair and I stayed home and I said I really wanna record tonight. So surprise anyways, uh I have so much to talk to you guys about things I've seen, podcasts I want to recommend. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that now because I know I'm going to forget. I'm going to try to keep it short. It has been quite a while since I last saw you. So I just watched uh, a good movie, just like literally just watched it at dinner tonight uh, called Stolen Baby, The Murder of Heidi Broussard. So this is a true story, and I normally don't go for these Lifetime movies, guys, because I think they're so cheesy. I mean, the best movies were definitely, like, back in the 90s, those TV movies they had on NBC, and oh, man, there were some good TV movies back then. And there were some good Lifetime movies until, like, I don't know, I don't don't even know when, when when it changed, but, uh... I, I watched a Lifetime movie maybe three or four years ago, and I'm like, this is so cheesy, I can't even watch it. So, this um, is a true story, and I knew about this case because I've been following, uh, kind of following the case. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about it, and uh, it's in the news a lot because she just got sentenced, the, uh, the murderer just got sentenced, but basically these two girls are best friends and one of them just had a baby two weeks ago and the other one has been faking a pregnancy and she kills her best friend and steals her baby and she somehow thinks she's going to get away with this (laughs) it's it's crazy uh wow it was really good like and I and then I I was like huh who is that she looks so familiar she has like the same face as somebody else that I know, right? Not that I know, but I mean, you know. So I looked it up and I saw her Her name was Emily Osment. And I'm like, I wonder if she's related to Haley Joel Osment. And I look it up and sure it is. It's his, it's his uh, little sister. So uh, cool. She's actually a pretty good actress. I mean, I don't know what she's been in. I didn't really look her up. But uh, if you saw her, you'd be like, She's Haley Joel's sister. <laughs> you could just tell. So, um, whatever happened to him, by the way? I, I know he got a DUI, and that was, like, the last I heard about him. He was the cutest little kid. Anyways, and if you guys don't know who that is, I'm sure you do, but it's the one from Sixth Sense and Forrest Gump. He played Forrest Gump's kid. Um, and then, so, okay, so my funny, I watched that. I also watched The New Little Mermaid. I do not recommend it. Sorry, Stefan. I know you're listening. I do not recommend this at all. I did not like it. The only thing that was actually pretty enjoyable was the Under the Sea song. And that was it. I just, I couldn't get into it. It was so different than the original. And yeah, sometimes it's nice to be different than the original. But I just couldn't get into it. And my son couldn't either. And, you know, I couldn't blame him. <laughs> um... Let me talk about a few podcasts that I've been listening to. I have been listening to so many. Um, I don't know if I gave them a shout out on my and my other podcast, but I'm going to give them a shout out here. Killer Queens. They are great. They're two sisters who talk about crime and they're very consistent. Like they, they are on it. And if you join their Patreon, you th- I think you get like two episodes 
two bonus episodes a week or something. It's crazy. So they really b- deliver the Patreon. If you guys don't know what Patreon is, and I think we talked about it before, it's where it's extra content from your favorite podcast. You pay a little fee, and that gives them the monetary means to give you more content, basically. And sometimes you can get like a sticker, T-shirt. Well, you can get all kinds of stuff when you sign up for it. So I'll never do it online. <laughs> I don't have enough people. <laughs> Sorry. I, I love you guys, but I definitely don't have enough people. Um, anyways, I want to recommend that one called Killer Queens, and I'll put links up. And um, then the other one I recommend is uh, called Murder in America. And what I like about this one, and I, I think I probably talked about this one already, so forgive me if I did. I really like this one because it goes state by state and goes over, like, the murders in Illinois, the murders in California, the murders in Oregon. And uh, it's good. It's really good. In fact, I listened to a 9-11 episode. And I, you know, and I thought I knew everything about 9-11. I, I learned so many things about 9-11 just with that hour-long episode that just, you know, these guys put out. I think it's a husband and wife. I don't remember their names right now, but it's called Murder in America. Then I have another one I've been listening to, and this one's great. They crack me up so much. It's called Small Town Murder. Now, yes, I've been listening to a lot of true crime because, I mean, it's the best, right? Small Town Murder. Now, it sounds like something you'd see on, like, the ID channel, right? But what it is, it's a, it's a true crime podcast. But what it is, is, like, they have a, com- they're, they're two comedians who talk about true crime. So they just, they talk about, like, the dumbass criminals, you know, the dumbass cops in podunk towns. And, oh, God, it's funny, you guys. It's so funny. Uh, and they've been around a really long time. They also have another podcast called Sports and Crime, Crime and Sports something like that, crime and sports. Uh, and they say you don't have to be a sports fan to like it. I'm like, well, that's me. I'm not a sports fan at all. Oh, anyways, th- that's all I want to talk about with that. Um, I'm going to be doing a Simpsons episode. Uh, I, I know I've been trying to do this one for like a month now, maybe even longer. I don't know how long it's been. I, I want to say it was maybe early August I last saw you guys. Maybe the end of July. I guess I could look it up, but I'm good. So I'm going to be doing The Simpsons. It's season four, and forgive me, I don't know the episode number, but it's uh, Marge versus a monorail. Oh, isn't it the season? No, not the season opener. The season opener is Streetcar Named Marge, I think. Or is it Cam Krusty? Gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, anyways. So this one's great because... There's two reasons I picked this one. I love Phil Hartman and anything he's in. And Phil Hartman is so good in this, in this episode. And, you know, he's, he's, he plays a lot of different characters. He plays Lyle Landry. He plays, um, 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 Troy McClure. I mean, he probably plays somebody else. I can't think right now, but RIP Phil Hartman. I was so sad the day he died. Um, so anyways, I love Phil Hartman. So I love any Phil Hartman episode. Also, I love The Music Man, which is a total ripoff of the, this episode totally rips off Music Man, and it rips it off very well. <laughs> I also want to uh, say that um, I love the music. There's only like one song that's good, and you know, that's only one song in it that, you know, but the coolest thing, and I'll just say this really quick, and I've talked about when my husband and I went to the Simpsons live at the Hollywood Bowl. It was in 2015. Yeah. Or it might have been 2014. I can't remember. But my husband and I went to that. And uh, it was cool because there were some surprise guests. Conan O'Brien was there. He played he played uh, Lyle Landry. Because what they do is they, just, they sing the songs and they kind of act it out. So he came out like in his little, you know, his little top hat and whatever the hell he wears, you know, in his suit. And uh, I got a lot of pictures of him. And who else was there? Not Weird Al. Who else was at that thing? Conan O'Brien. Oh, of course, all the cast from Simpsons, you know. I don't think the guy who plays Homer was there, Dan Castellaneta. But Harry Shearer was there and uh, the other dude, um, Hank Azaria. I think they were there. Whoever plays Apu, I think that's Hank Azaria. I can't remember. I seriously can't remember, but, um, 
so this kind of, you know, when I listen, when I hear this song, I always think about that awesome night at the Hollywood Bowl. It was so cool because they just sang this and everybody was singing along and dance. It was great. It was great. I think I might even have a video of it somewhere because I think I posted them all on my Facebook. So I'll try to track those down. But anyways, this episode's great. It's so funny. It's classic Simpsons. And I don't know if it's the first. Is this the first episode that actually had a like a hit song? No, I would say Talking Softball is probably a, a bigger hit. That was from season three. So um, anyways, let's go ahead and get started. I apologize for my delay here with uh, getting back to you guys on, with a podcast. Uh, but I'm here now and I will try to um, I'll try to be more present, shall we say? <laughs> Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and get started. All right, so right off the bat, let me tell you, like, what the air date is and all that fun stuff. Oh, and I forgot to look up my music. Hmm. Well, that's a good year, guys. 1993. There was some good music in there. Um, what happened? What happened to it? Hold on. Oh, it's on this one. Okay. So, it's season four, episode... Really? Oh my gosh, seriously, why is it? No. Hold on. Hold on. 12. <laughs> Season 4, episode 12. Original air date January 14th, 1993. Oh, wow. You know what I was doing January 14th, 1993? I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog, baby. <laughs> I was a. Uh, um, uh, oh my gosh, why can't I talk today? Um, eighth grade. <laughs> Sorry. I was in eighth grade, and we had just got the Sega Genesis for Christmas from Santa. So We didn't believe in Santa. Just a little point that. We didn't believe in Santa at that point, but yeah. Um, so I have the Wikipedia up here. Um, it's called the Samsons, Samsons, <laughs> Simpsons.fandom.com wiki. Uh, I'm looking for any kind of, uh, let's see, any... Well, you know what? I'll go over this after because let's just get started because there is so many references in this one. So many. Oh, and of course, we have Leonard Nimoy guest starring. Uh, he has, a, I guess, a cameo. It's, uh, it's great. I love the episodes where they have town meetings. There's a couple. There's a couple, like the one with uh, where Who Shot Mr. Burns. That was way later, but okay, <laughs> let's get started. Sorry. Let's do this. Yabba dabba doo. Simpson, Homer Simpson, he's the greatest guy in history. From the out of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. <laughs> Gotta love that little nod to Flintstones, huh? Who grew up with Flintstones? I mean, obviously it was on way before my time, but they always played it like... Was it TBS that played it? TBS. But you guys remember TBS? Is that even still around? I don't know because I don't have cable anymore. So anyways, um... Burns is up to no good, as usual, and they're getting rid of toxic, <laughs> they're getting rid of toxic waste, and Smithers is helping him, and he says, where are we going to take this one, the, uh, the playground? And Burns says, no, all those bald children are starting to, every, everybody's starting to get suspicious. <laughs> so they decide to take it to the park, which you're going to have children there too, but whatever. You see that they're like stuffing these drums of toxic waste into these trees these squirrels are radioactive with <laughs> with like laser eyes like they could like like laser beam things off a tree with their eyes hilarious burns gets uh caught uh fine you know doing that and uh he basically bribes them as we'll see in this next scene Mr. Burns, in light of your unbelievable contempt for human life, this court finds you three million dollars. Smithers, my wallet's in my right front pocket. 
Oh, and uh, I'll take that Statue of Justice, too. Sold. <laughs> oh, Andy Cap, you wife-beating drunk. <laughs> Ooh, there's going to be a town meeting to decide how to spend Mr. Burns's money. Oh, what a boon it could be for our underfunded public schools. Children, it's time for your history lesson. Put on your virtual reality helmets. Mmm, excellent. Hello, Lisa. I'm Genghis Khan. You go where I go. Defile what I defile. Eat who I eat. Hmm? <laughs> okay, so at the beginning of that scene, you hear, like, that music. They're imitating, they're, uh, they're parodying, uh, Silence of the Lambs, which was, what, a popular movie in 91? So two years before this? Uh, he's pretty much, like, what is that called? He's, like, kind of, like, on a, um, like a rolling cart, like a, like a dolly, but he's, like, in a straitjacket and he's completely covered up. You guys have seen Silence of the Lambs with that mask over Hannibal Lecter's face. Well, that's what Burns is doing. So uh, Burns got caught by the EPA, which is kind of funny because if you've seen the Simpsons movie, which I know you have if you're a fan, uh, Marge, remember Marge keeps saying, Epa, Epa. Uh, I just and I, I, I watched this with my husband and I kind of commented on that. I'm like, that reminds me of the Simpsons movie. Uh, and in that movie, uh, I'm trying to think why, but they have to put a dome over Springfield for some reason but why oh my gosh I know you guys are probably shouting it out at me right now <sighs> is it for contamination I can't remember is it to like punish them because I know Homer Homer dumps a whole bunch of pig poop everywhere and there's a reason that's one of the reasons because he's he's the reason why they have to get a dome over their town anyways the movie's great if you haven't seen it I should cover it one day. But if you haven't seen the movie, you need to see it. It's really good. Okay. Uh, so Lisa, so they're, you know, they're deciding, they're, they're wanting to figure out what they're going to do with Burns' money. And of course, you know, they have their own little fantasies. Lisa's is funny because it's almost to that time right now where her fantasy could come true. Because it's like virtual re reality glasses, right? Like you already, we already have those, you know? But... It says Mongolia, something, something AD, like 1200 AD. And it has, uh, what is it? Uh, whoever the Hun was, was it Attila the Hun? I don't know what the name was. I think it was, God, I'm terrible with my history. But he's basically like, hi, Lisa. Well, you saw, you heard the clip. He's talking to her. And in the background, there's a big fight going on. And I just love how he says, eat who I eat. Cracks me up every time I, I watch this. Bart's fantasy is to have a gigantic robotic ant <laughs> tear the school down and cut Principal Skinner in half. Uh, sounds reasonable. So the town meeting is that night to decide what's going to happen with Burns' money. And everybody has their suggestions. <laughs> and of course, Mayor Quimby thinks um, it's only for $2 million, but it's actually for $3 million. Yeah, he was trying to pull a fast one, but Lisa caught him. Uh, Maude wants to put out, the, put out the fire that's been going on at, on Main Street this whole time, like for, what did she say? Like years, I don't even know. Then Apu wants to, uh, hire more policemen because he keeps, <laughs> he keeps getting shot at the clicky mart. And it's just like really stupid, really stupid ideas. And Marge, Marge's idea is actually pretty smart. She wants to... Fix up Main Street. Main Street is like the theme of this whole thing. Main Street is where everything's going. And Marge wants to uh, fix up Main Street, like get rid of all the potholes. And you see like a, <laughs> you see like a, a guy driving a popcorn truck and he falls into this huge pothole and ex the car explodes. <laughs> and the popcorn comes right out of the hole. God, it's hilarious. That's such a great gag right there. Um, so Marge uh, is really excited about her idea. Uh, and she's excited because everybody else seems to want to do it too. Oh, and I forgot to mention, in this whole scene, uh, of course Burns tries to come back and try to get his money back. 
by uh, pretending to be Mr. Schnrub. And uh, Smithers has to, like, get him out of there without getting attacked. And it reminds me of Star Wars because he has, like, this, like, um, God, what do you call that? Like, the lasso kind of thing, but it, it, it has, like, a spike at the end of it. You know what I'm talking about? Like in Star Wars. If you guys just see Star Wars, the original movie, Luke has this thing. It's like some kind of rope and it has like a prong on it and it's it sticks to whatever the hell he's trying to do. It's it's where he's trying he, where he goes across the whatever the hell he's doing, across with Leia when he's going across he's trying to uh swing across you know, the stormtroopers. That's exactly what it reminds me of, and it, it, I don't know, the music kind of sounds like that. It also reminds me of, like, something from, like, James Bond or Mission Impossible or something like that. Uh, so, anyways, he gets out of there quick. Marge is, uh, Homer's, like, uh, Marge and Homer are all excited because they, they seem to like her plan. And then we get this scene. In favor of Grandpa Simpson's plan for rebuilding Main Street, please. You know, a town with money is a little like the mule with a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it, and danged if he knows how to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Mule. The name's Lanley, Lyle Lanley. And I come before you good people tonight with an idea. Probably the greatest... Oh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville idea. Now, wait just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. Just tell us your idea, and we'll vote for it. All right. I tell you what I'll do. I'll show you my idea. I give you the Springfield monorail. <gasps> I've sold monorails to Brockway, Ogdenville, and North Haverbrook, and by gum it put them on the map. Well, sir, there's nothing on earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified six-car monorail. What I say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right, monorail. I hear those things are awfully loud. It glides as softly as a cloud. Is there a chance the track could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us, Brendan Slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. Were you sent here by the devil? No, good sir, I'm on the level. The ring came off my pudding can. Take my penknife, my good man. I swear it's Springfield's only choice. Throw up your hands and raise your voice. What's it called? Once again. Now, I know all you folks are the right kind of parents. I'm going to be perfectly frank. Would you like to know what kind of conversation goes on while they're loafing around that hall? They were trying out Bevo, trying out Cubabs, trying out tailor-maids like cigarette fiends, and bragging all about how they're going to cover up a telltale breath with Sansan one fine night. They leave the pool hall, heading for the dance at the armory, libertine men and scarlet women, and ragtime, shameless music that'll grab your son, your daughter, with the arms of a jungle, animal instinct, mass hysteria. Friends, the idle brain is the devil's playground. Trouble! Right here! In River City, City. with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. We surely got trouble right here in River City. Gotta figure out a way to keep the young ones moral after school. (laughs) All right, so obviously, I put those two together so you can kind of see, like, you know, what The Simpsons was going for, what the writers were going for. Totally, totally parodying Music Man. Uh, Harold Hill is a guy from Music Man. Uh, but in the and in, in Music Man, it's a little different. Um, like you know, here Lyle, I, I said his name wrong by the way. It's not Lyle Landry, Lyle Landley. Uh, he's just trying to sell a monorail. But in the Music Man, he's trying to sell musical instruments to children. I guess I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's it's just musical instruments to the to the townspeople. And um, yes, he's a con man, just like Lyle Landley's a con man, and it's just. The suits that they wear, it, it just, it's really funny. And the curly hair, you guys, you guys got to see Music Man. It's really good. It's one of those, one of those, like, movies that, like, maybe your husband or your, your boyfriend would like, you know? You, like, your straight partner would like. Because it's not, like, one of those, like, flamboyant musicals. <laughs> it's actually a really good like, like even West Side Story, I think, is 
a little out there, a little flamboyant, right? But this one's not like that at all. I mean, because, you know, a lot of guys don't like musicals. My husband doesn't like musicals. He's like, the only one I like is Grease. And I'm like, Grease is great, but there are so much other better musicals out there, you know? So much. There's both of those. West Side Story is great. And Oliver. And there's so many good ones, you know? So, um, and The Simpsons have ripped a, a, on pretty much all of them, <laughs> from what I remember. Um, so, the funny thing about both of these, The Simpsons and Music Man, is that the townspeople are just easily duped. Both of them are easily duped, you know? They're like, oh, that sounds great. And now The Simpsons is usually, that's usually the case with the townspeople. They're very duped. Um, but in The Music Man, there's no town meeting or anything. He's just walking around saying, hey, this is what your kid's doing, you know? Your kid, you got to start keep watching an eye on your kids. They need to have an extracurricular activity like music, like a band, you know? And he, you know, it's, so it's, um, it's one of those movies that, it's got, it's got great music, first of all. Uh, Buddy Hackett's in it, the guy who plays Scuttle on um, Mar- uh, Married Children. What the f- <laughs> Little Mermaid? I don't know where Married Children came from. Uh, and uh, I can't remember who plays Harold Hill. The chick from um, uh, uh, Partridge Family, the mom from Partridge Family, Shirley. The heck is her name? Oh my gosh, you guys. Shirley Jones? I think her name is Shirley Jones. So yeah, it's it's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, oh, and Opie is in it. Little Ronnie Howard. So cute. It was before um, uh, 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 that, that show. Um, Andy Griffith? Or maybe it was a little after Andy. How old was he on Andy Griffith? I don't remember. But anyways, this movie's not in black and white. It's in color. And it's really good, and I highly recommend it. And that's all I gotta say about the Music Man. There might be some more of the parodies I can't remember, but um, I remember watching this with my husband a couple about a month ago now, saying this is just like Harold Hill, just like it. Okay, so let's go ahead and continue here. So yes, he obviously duped them. They're gonna build a monorail, and now Homer wants to be a monorail conductor. This this can't go wrong at all. Are you stuck in a dead-end job? Maybe. Are you squandering the precious gift of life in front of the idiot box? What's it to you? Are you on your third beer of the evening? Does whiskey count as beer? Well, maybe it's time you join the exciting field of monorail conducting by enrolling at the Lanley Institute. Actual Institute may not match photo. March, I want to be a monorail conductor. Oh, no. It's my lifelong dream. Your lifelong dream was to run out on the field during a baseball game. And you did it last year, remember? Oh, yeah. Good evening. Before we begin, is anyone here an investigative reporter? I am, and she is. Well, I'd like you to please leave. Should we take our hidden camera? Would you? Let's go, Phil. True or... <laughs> I merged those two clips together. Well, it's actually one after the other, but I, uh, oh gosh. So I have so much to unpack on this one. Homer's lifelong dream. How many times have we heard this up until this season? Like, I know they talk about it, like, definitely in, an early, in earlier seasons and then even in later seasons. So it's kind of funny how it keeps changing, like keeps changing for the purpose of the plot of the episode. <laughs> it always cracks me up. Uh, the funny thing about that is Homer's watching a commercial, and the guy on the commercial looks exactly like Homer, exactly, except he actually has hair. But he's got like the same outfit on. He's got the same build. He's drinking a beer as Homer's drinking a beer. It's so funny, and I love that. Does whiskey count as beer? And uh, then the next scene is actually when uh, Homer went to monorail, <laughs> monorail school conducting, monorail, no, monorail conducting school, my bad. And it's funny, there's like this like makeshift sign that's out of like a piece of paper with a Sharpie, monorail school here. <laughs> and a whole bunch of different people are there like Apu and, uh, um, no, not Apu, was it? Who's the bus driver? 
Otto. Otto is there. And uh, Homer wants to be a monorail conductor for some reason. I don't know. Like, it sounds like a cool job, I guess, you know. But uh, it just, you know, it's all going to go to hell very soon here. So um, they're putting, this, the town's helping put the monorail up. And uh, it goes, <laughs> it, I didn't clip this because I have a lot of clips already. But it goes to uh, the last class of the of the of this of the the training whatever and he's like so mono means one one rail and that's our extensive six-week training (laughs) and uh and homer and then otto says hey man who gets to be conductor and and uh lyle landley is like looking at through his notes he's like i've been monitoring your progress very carefully and he's looking at a picture of him driving away with a like shit ton of money in the back of the car and uh it says to tahiti <laughs> and uh he chooses homer just randomly chooses homer he's like yeah you'll do and uh then we get this then we get this next scene with homer introducing his family to the monorail this is the snack holder where i can put my beverage or if you will cupcake wow dad you really know your monorails <laughs> There's a family of possums in here. I call the big one Bitey. I'm going to see Mr. Landley. Mr. Landley? Mr. Landley? How much did you see? Uh, nothing incriminating. Good. Well, bye. I don't know why I leave this lying around. Oh, God, so many classic lines. Ugh. I called a big one, buddy. It's, I mean, everybody knows about that line, you know? And uh, it's, it's interesting because Marge really, even though, like, no, nobody voted for her idea, you know, she's kind of, like, kind of jelly, jelly about it, you know? Uh, she knows that this does, does not sound on the up and up. Like, it sounds, it sounds very dangerous. It sounds, it's not all adding up, you know? So, <laughs> she goes to, uh, Lyle Landley's office. It's, like, just a trailer. And it's unlocked! <laughs> Which is crazy. It's unlocked, and she, when she gasps, gasps, She's looking at his notebook that he was just looking at in the class, and it says me with a whole bunch of money. It's like a little stick figure of him with a whole bunch of money. And then it shows the monorail right above him, like, on fire, and the people are dead. You got, you remember, like, in cartoons when somebody was dead and they'd have, like, the crosses over their eyes? Yeah. Like, the X's over their eyes? That's exactly what he drew. And Mar just... <laughs> and then he just shows up out of the blue. How much did you read? It's like, what the hell? You you leave your office open and you leave that on top of your desk. And then he even says, I really shouldn't leave that lying around. Duh. That shows you what a dumbass criminal con man he is. So I'm trying to think how he gets caught on Music Man. I think he... They get the instruments, but they're all jacked up. Like, they're all busted and he tries to run. And, uh, God, I really need to see that movie again. It's been so long. He actually falls in love with, uh, with Marion, the librarian. There's a song called Marion, the librarian. And, uh, he, uh, you know, he kind of stays for her. He kind of goes back and faces the music for her. Uh, sorry, don't mean to give you the spoiler there, but the movie is from 1962, I think, or something like that. One of the early 60s (laughs) years Uh, so that doesn't turn out as deadly as this this does (laughs) well almost turns out deadly I mean like I said nobody dies in this but uh, very possible they could have oh and I forgot to mention when uh, well it's it's in my clip but when he says I've sold monorails to Broadway Ogdenville and North Haverbrook so He's like, and by gum, I put them on the map. So he literally has 
a piece of paper with a United States drawing of it and literally has only those three places, which is another great gag. So Marge decides to go to uh, North Haverbrook, which I guess, I don't know how far it is. It just, uh, but she just gets in the car and drives. She knows what's up. She knows, she knows there's something. Marge is always the smartest one in that family. Don't you agree? There ain't no monorail, and there never was. Excuse me, miss. You asked about the monorail. Who are you? My name is Sebastian Cobb. Lanley hired me to build his monorail. He cut corners everywhere. Bad wiring, faulty brakes. As a celebrity on the maiden voyage was Gallagher. This is all that's left of one of the crappiest trains ever built. Mr. Cobb, what can we do? You just better have a damn good conductor. Oh, I like my keys in there. Get a rock. So I don't know how far away this town is, because she was able to drive to it. She didn't have to fly. But North Haverbrook, it says, where monorail is king on their, on their town sign. And it's a total ghost town. Everything's abandoned. There's broken down cars. There's like not a person in sight. Except that crazy lady, crazy old lady who's laughing, who's rocking on her porch. And uh, the lady who says, there's no monorail, there never was. That, uh, she, she closes the window on her and it says monorail cafe. So I don't know what happened to these people. And it's kind of creepy. Because like... Obviously, a lot of people died. But here's here's the other thing. Wouldn't she have heard about this? Right? If this was pretty recently, wouldn't she have heard about this? I mean, I know it's just a cartoon, Alyssa. <laughs> just a cartoon. But still, like, I don't know. I, I always think that every time. I'm like, how do they not know about a horrible monorail derailment? I mean, we hear about them, and it's happening all the way, like, in, you know, Tennessee. I'm in California, you know. We hear about that stuff all the time. We hear about any kind of derailment. And if it's that close as driving distance, you would think that they'd know. Am I right, guys? I'm, I don't know. Uh, anyways, the guy... Uh, I don't know if this is making fun of anything. It. I, I need to look at the references once we're done here. But... Uh, He's, what is he doing there? He's literally just, <laughs> he just shows up for no, like no reason. He just shows up. Um, but at least he does, you know, and he's able to tell her like, you know, what to look for, what's going on. And I hope you have a damn good conductor. Yeah, you don't. Sorry about that. So then the next day, or I don't know, soon, is the, what they call it, the maiden voyage of the monorail. And all these movie stars are there. And you know what? <laughs> My husband and I were watching this. And just last season, there was an episode of uh, Homer. And I'm going to do this one because I love this episode. It's called, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? Oh my gosh. Wow, I cannot think of it. But basically, Homer almost has an affair with a country singer. Lurleen. Lurleen Lumpkin. And she's in this episode, and her voice is totally different. Like, she's smoked, like, 20 packs of cigarettes a day since we last saw her. And, uh, and I'll get, I'll get a clip of it. But, like, I was, I was, I was watching this with my husband, and he's like, hey, that's Lurleen. I'm like, yeah, that's her. They just changed her voice. (laughs) But, um, I mean, it's funny, because it was literally the season before this, you know? Uh. Why can't I remember the name of this episode? It's one of my favorites. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it. I'll, I'll try to remember it. Um, so, uh, everybody's getting ready. Leonard Nimoy's there. The, this guy who uh, I think is supposed to be Luke Perry. <laughs> I got the clip here. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing brings out the stars like the maiden voyage of a monorail. 
everyone's here, from recently outed leading man Dash Calhoun to Krusty the Clown. Hey, hey! Krusty, why won't you answer my calls? You've never even seen our son. Here's one of those lovable high schoolers from TV's Springfield Heights 90210. He's cool, he's sexy, he's 34 years old. Let's hear it for Kyle Darren. And here's country singing sensation Lurleen Lumpkin, fresh from her latest stay at the Betty Ford Clinic. <laughs> what you been up to, Lurleen? I spent last night in a ditch. How about that, folks? Now I'd like to turn things over to our Grand Marshal, Mr. Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> I'd say this vessel could do at least warp five. <laughs> <laughs> and let me say, may the force be with you. Do you even know who I am? I think I do. Weren't you one of the little rascals? I am, like, totally hitting myself right now. Colonel Homer. Great episode. One of my favorites. I will probably do that one pretty soon. Uh, so, um, I love that Star Wars gag. You know, may the force be with you. Uh, I love anything. Every time they they uh, rip on Star Wars, there's this great episode. Uh, I want to say it's the one where Homer's a bodyguard for Mayor Quimby, and Mark Hamill's in it, the guy who plays Luke Skywalker, and he's doing like this. <laughs> he's doing like this musical from Guys and Dolls, and it's just so funny. He, I don't know. It, it cracks me up. Um, anyways, I I don't even know what season that is. Maybe season ten one of the, the like later seasons <laughs> anyways um lisa sees lyle landley like hightailing it out with his suitcases full of money and she's like mr landley aren't you gonna ride the monorail and he's like no i gotta get going i mean and you know lisa is pretty smart but she didn't catch on to this one marge did so Marge, Marge gets credit for this one. Can't you stop it, Dad? I'm trying my best. The lever you have pulled, brakes, is not in service. Please make a note of it. How fast are they going? Well, judging by your husband's cowardly scream, 180 miles an hour. Uh, making me dizzy. I'm going to take a nap. All right, I'm in charge here. Oh, run along, Quimby. I think they're dedicating a phone booth somewhere. Watch it, you talking tub of donut batter. Hey, I got pictures of you, Quimby. You don't scare me. That could be anyone's ass. Now, beat it. I'm calling the shots. I think that sash is cutting off the air to your brain. The town charter says in an emergency, I run the show. Well, we'll just see about that. Let's go to town hall. Fine. Should we take one car or should I follow you? <laughs> Before I forget, I want to talk about my exact, my absolute favorite part of this episode. I don't know why it always makes me laugh. It's so random and it's so funny. So Marge and Sebastian Cobb get there. Right as the monorail's taken off. And she's like, we're too late. And you see Sebastian Cobb with a haircut, with short hair. Because in, the, fr <laughs> in the, the first scene we saw him in, he had, like, wild, like, crazy hair, right? And in this, and in this next scene, he has a, <laughs> he's got short hair. And he says, I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. I'm saying it wrong. I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. Sorry. I'm like, oh my god, it cracks me up every time. I don't know why. Why would <laughs> why would he stop for a haircut with Marge? I don't get it. It's so funny. It, it's just hilarious. It's like anything. They could have said anything, but nope, I had to stop for that haircut. So now everybody's gonna die because of me, you know. But um <laughs> and the, oh my god, the whole scene with <laughs> with Quimby and um and Chief Wiggum, God, that's funny. You don't scare me. That could be anybody's ass. Oh my God, it's great. And then the next scene, they're looking at the town charter. I don't know if I have a town charter with my town. I'm sure we do. But um, 
he's like, I'm supposed to get a pig every month. And, uh, and then they're, you know, him and Quimby, they're fighting over who's taking control of the situation, I guess. I, I don't really, it's just funny. It's, it's funny. I love, I love Mayor Quimby. He's hilarious. He's such a scuzzbag, just like a lot of other mayors. I won't name names <laughs> and governors <laughs> talking to you, Newsom. Wait a minute. We can just shut off the power. No such luck. It's solar powered. Solar power. When will people learn? A solar eclipse. The cosmic ballet goes on. Does anyone want to switch seats? I did it. Okay, guys, keep in mind... This is 1993, and they're already, they're talking about solar power back then. 30 years ago. Crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. Uh, I, I have to say I love solar power. I will never get a solar car, because, I mean, in California, that's like all we have over here, Teslas. They're all over the place. They're all in my neighborhood. And I'm like, nope, not quite ready for that. When I was car shopping... They try to get me to buy one. Try to get me to buy a hybrid. Nope. Sorry. I'm just not ready for that yet. <laughs> so, it's just really funny how they are talking about solar power back then. Um, and we just got solar installed um, in July, I think. Sometime around then, July. And it's been amazing. Like, my cell, my cell phone bill, my uh, electricity bill is like five bucks a month. It's crazy. It's insane. And now that it's winter, we're not going to use as much power because we're not going to be using our air conditioning, but we will be using our gas. So we're still going to pay our heat, or heat bill, but now that it's almost winter, it's not there yet. We're, we just hit fall, but um, yeah, so I, I definitely think solar is awesome, but I don't, I don't like the idea of a solar car. I don't like it. Don't like it at all electric solar whatever the hell it's called and the teslas yeah not a fan but uh it's just really interesting how they talk about that and then of course i love that gag does anybody want to change seats and then in the next scene so i didn't record i, I wanted to record that one because that was really funny but the next scene you see lyle landley on a plane sipping a drink it's like a sipping like a martini or something with his suitcases full of money and the uh the pilot says, we're going to make a, like, a, a, a small uh, layover in North Haverbrook. He's like, North Haverbrook, where have I heard that name? And he's like, oh, no. Oh, no! <laughs> and then it shows a mob of people with pitchforks and torches and all kinds of stuff waiting for him at the gate. Hilarious. And then they, like, they bum-rush the plane and the plane starts, sh <laughs> starts tipping over. And you just hear him just get pummeled. It's great. Great, great, great. I, yeah, he probably ended up dead. <laughs> they never say, but I'm going to say he probably ended up dead. Oh, my goodness. So how are they going to get out of this mess? Well, Homer has to be the conductor that he was chosen to be, right? He has to be, he's got to think smart. So let's see what he does. This next scene's really sad because... It's, there's so much damage to their town that they love so much. So basically, Homer's told you have to find an anchor of some sort. And of course, he looks at Bart and thinks Bart's going to be an anchor. He's like, think harder, Homer. So Homer takes off the M from the monorail, uh, the, si the side of the monorail, and uses a, makes a lasso out of it. Is it lasso or lasso? <laughs> I've always wondered that. <laughs> I always say lasso. Uh, and he throws it out the window hoping it'll catch on something it ends up going uh um tearing up the ground main street the whole thing that's bad you know the whole street that they've been trying to fix uh tears up the ground almost cuts people in, <laughs> in half and then uh there's this really lame but funny scene where dr hibbert is saying well no there's like a, there's a, um, 
a set of Siamese twins and he go, he goes, separating you guys is going to be a big, big surgery or something. And it goes, they, they get, they get unseparated by the, by the M. <laughs> but the saddest thing, it, it, uh, it knocks over a tree, the oldest living tree in Springfield. And then it knocks over the birthplace of Jebediah Springfield. And if you guys know, he's a founder of Springfield. There's a great episode in season one called, uh, oh, gee, many Christmas. Why am I having problem with the names of these episodes? Bart the General. No! Not that one. That's a different one. Bart. Oh my god, I know you guys are screaming it at me. Again. Uh, Bart versus Jebediah Spr- Okay, well anyways. He he becomes friends with the bullies. Nelson and uh, Jimbo. And Munce. And, and this is like when they had different voices and different <laughs> drawings and everything. And, uh... Bart decides to cut off the head of the statue of Jebediah Springfield to, like, you know, make everybody think he's cool. And the whole episode is them trying to figure out who did it. It's a good episode. Uh, really good episode. I can't remember what it's called right now. God dang it. I'll get back to you on this one, too. (laughs) Uh, My brain is just not working today. I got coding on the brain. Just, I'm a medical coder. So I just have coding and medical terms on my brain at all times while I'm doing training here. Anyways, getting back to the show. Uh, it finally catches on, the M finally catches on this giant donut at Lard Lad. Like it's like a, uh, it's the Lard Lad sign, but it's like a giant donut. <laughs> I don't know what it's made of, but the M finally catches on that, and it slows the monorail down. They're all able to get out. So Homer saves the day. It's actually not the first time he saved the day on this show. Donuts. Is there anything they can't do? Dad, you're a hero. Yes, son. I'm the best mono-thingy guy there ever was. Well... My work is done here. What do you mean your work is done? You didn't do anything. (laughs) Didn't I? And that was the only folly the people of Springfield ever embarked upon. Except for the popsicle stick skyscraper. And the 50-foot magnifying glass. And that escalator to nowhere. Well... So, well, that's the end of the episode, but Marge says something that's very interesting. That's the only folly Springfield ever embarked upon. So she does say a couple other things, but since this episode, so many things Springfield's embarked upon. So many problems like, um, well, I mean, I my first thought is a Simpsons movie where they get, you know, domed, whatever you want to call it. But um, there's, a, there's a couple other episodes where Springfield's in trouble. I mean, what about who shot Mr. Burns? Well, that's not really. Folly, I guess, would be like a, a blunder, like a big mistake. So... I'm sure there's something if I can think, but I can't think. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let me get that name of the episode for you, that Jebediah Springfield, because it's going to drive me nuts if I don't. The Simpsons, Jebediah Springfield, and the Jebediah Springfield starts talking to Bart. Why did you cut my head off, Bart? I only remember that episode because I watched it so much as a kid. We had it on tape and I watched it. Over and over again. No, it's not that one. It's from the first season. Oh, gosh, you guys. Telltale Head. Like the Telltale Heart, but Telltale Head. That's what it is. Um, now, the this, this episode just ends like that. <laughs> People falling <laughs> out of the sky, apparently. And uh, <laughs> um, we never get any confirmation on what happened to Lyle Landley. We never get any confirmation if they fixed up Main Street. Well, I mean, you know, basically they got conned. 
I'm, they probably got their money back. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to speculate because it's a freaking cartoon, Alyssa. But um, anyways, that is that. And uh, it's classic. I mean, I've seen it so many times. I still laugh at these parts that I've talked about. I, I still love it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing next. Um, I've talked to um, another girl who wants to come on uh, and talk about possibly a, a Dexter episode for season four. One of the other girls that I do a podcast with. Um, so that might happen, or I might go solo. I want to do a Nip Tuck episode really bad. I just, I don't know, guys. It's, I probably will. I just got to pick my favorite one. There's so many good ones. That it's going to take a little longer because uh, they're hour long episodes. But, um, yeah. So that's that. And um, I'm going to try, like I said, I'm going to try to be more regular here. Um, I'm not going to promise anything, but I'm going to, like, and that's why I said last time, I'm not going to promise anything, but I'm going to try to do my best here. You can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast. And uh, please go leave me a review on iTunes. I know I haven't been, like, you know, podcasting as much, but the reviews really help my show get out there and I mean I don't have a ton of fans but the fans I do have you guys are loyal you know I look at the stats and you guys are really loyal with me and you're still with me so thank you to everybody uh and um you know I've been doing this for three years now three years uh Christmas time three years so, I mean, it's it's definitely was not just like some kind of, you know, crazy thought of mine. I've, I've, I've stuck with it. But, you know, we had COVID and then we had, uh, I mean, we, when I say we had COVID, we had like the quarantine, the lockdown, which is when I had a lot of time. I didn't have a job, you know. And then I've, I've gone through like three jobs since, <laughs> since I started my podcast. It's true. Uh, I'm actually back at the same job I had uh, last time. I went back after my son started school, so it's pretty much all the same now. It's all training is exactly how I remember it. I'm gonna I'm gonna thrive very well with this job. I know I will. So it's just nice to be working again. It's nice to be podcasting again. I really missed it. Uh, I had an injury that I couldn't sit for very long, like thirty minutes. I couldn't sit. When what happened was I had uh, a flood in my house, a very small flood. Our washer busted a hose and I was trying to get the water and I legit did the splits and I mean like full splits and that's what put my back out and I'm I'm pretty sure I got some kind of slip disc but I haven't had it checked yet but um I literally was off my feet for like a month every day like dealing with pain medication and dealing with and icing my back it's, it's my sciatic nerve my sciatic nerve slipped a disc or you know it's caused a sciatica so I'm still dealing with that I also had another kidney stone so I mean it's not been a great year for my health it really hasn't hopefully I'm going to turn this all around but um I'm good now so you know take it one day at a time right getting older sucks guys it really does Okay, guys, that is all. I will see you next time, and I will um, post on my Facebook what's going to be next. I'm going to um, try. <laughs> it, it seems like when I actually have, like, a plan to do podcasts, I actually follow through with it. So I'm going to try to do that and have a schedule for you. You guys remember when I used to do that? I'd have, like, all of October's episodes, you know? And then at the end of October, I post all of December's episodes. So I'm going to try to do that. I don't know if I can do it weekly, but I can at least do it bi-weekly, you know, like every payday or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're still with me. And uh, let's keep rocking and rolling from uh, my main man, Mark Wahlberg and Boogie Nights. Yes. Great movie, by the way. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>